0: Mandy and I were married for, well, we were together for 20 years, and we we're married for 14. And, you know, there were happy times. <laughs> but there was something always not quite right, I think. And I think what was not quite right was she was never that into me. I mean, I was always more into her than she was into me. And I feel like I sort of dragged her into this relationship, kicking and screaming. And, you know, I can be charming, I guess. Um, and Persuasive. And I think I persuaded her, but you can't really persuade someone to love you if they don't really love you. And she probably would not agree with how I see it, but I think she never really loved me. Like she was never like enthusiastically in love with me. I think it was more like, you know, affection or something or appreciation or something. And, you know, that's good. But it was never like I wholeheartedly want and choose this person. I mean, I was like that, but she wasn't. And you know, the sex was never that great because of it and, you know, I know she never quite opened up in a kind of way that I I needed. But the main thing was we couldn't resolve conflicts. Like, I had this theory that if you could just resolve every conflict, like, you wouldn't have resentment build up and then you wouldn't break up. But, you know, I would try to like take conflicts to their healing point, and I never could. She would just say I'm done. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I want to go to bed. And I'd say, no, we can't go to bed till we heal it. And she'd say, no, I need sleep. I said, we just heal it and then go to sleep. And she'd say, no, we're not going to heal. We're going to be up all night. I'm going to be even more angry in the morning. And finally, I just, I gave up. I was like, okay, we won't try to heal it. But what happened for me, at least, was the resentments just piled and piled and piled on top of each other. And every single slight would call to mind, you know, a hundred other slights that we never healed. And it got worse and worse. Just the 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 mountain of resentment grew bigger and bigger. And it grew at a faster rate than one could, you know, reduce it. And then our kids were born, we had kids. And then the stakes got higher and the resentments were even bigger. And we had very different parenting philosophies and we fought about that and it seemed really important. And she started really resenting that I wasn't a better partner to her as a parent, and she was right. I, I wasn't, and the reason I wasn't was because I resented her so much. I didn't. I didn't want to hang out with her. Like I, you know, she always criticized me and stuff, and I just didn't like being with her anymore. And she wanted me to like go to the park with her and the kids, and I I didn't want to go to the park with her and the kids because I didn't want to go to the park with her. I had no problem going to the park with the kids, and also because I wasn't happy. I you know I was just turning to my work for some kind of self-esteem. And, you know, I became a real workaholic. And, you know, she felt alone and lonely in the re- relationship. And, you know, I don't blame her for that. And, you know, she was unhappy. I was unhappy. We're both just hanging in there for the kids. And I think, you know, I, I didn't want to break up because I would feel so guilty. And, you know, I don't think she wanted to break up because she would feel guilty too. But at a certain point, her being... Just couldn't take it anymore, and she started falling in love with other people. And you know, I understand that I understand falling in love with other people, especially when you're unhappy in a relationship. And I wasn't mad about it, I just thought, you know, maybe this means that you know it's over, you know, maybe we should break up and just accept that we had a good run and it's over. And she said she wanted to think about it, she went away for a few days to think about it, she came back and she said she wanted to try to make it work. I was like, okay. So we started going to couples therapy, try to make it work. And then I was doing this show called The Show About the Show, and in it I developed a crush on this actress named Eleanor. And, you know, I talked about it in the show. And Mandy just felt really, really hurt by that. And it wasn't so much that I had a crush on somebody, which, you know, is, I guess, enough reason to be hurt. But I'd had crushes before, and you know, I talked about it with her and we got over it and she'd had crushes too, and I'd gone over those. I mean, it wasn't like a, a deal breaker. But this crush was public. And I think she felt humiliated by it. And for her, that was the the Rubicon that I crossed. Like I crossed a line that I never crossed before. And she just felt like she never signed on for that but she still kept seeing people. And she wasn't having sex with them, but she was like seeing them secretly (laughs) and, you know, intriguing. And I said, you know, you got to stop doing that. And she was saying, I know I will. I'm going to stop doing it. And then she would do it again. And I said, you know, you got to like be honest with me. I can't take this if you're not going to be honest with me. And she would promise, and then she would break her word, and at one point, I said, I want to see the text you're having with this person. She said, okay, but not now. I was like, why not now? She said, because I'm not ready. I was like, okay, when? She said, in a couple of hours. I said, okay, fine. And then, like, she went to the bathroom and she deleted all the texts. And I was like, why did you do that? She said, I didn't want you to see them. I was like, Mandy, the whole thing we're trying to do is to like get to a place where like we're starting from scratch and being honest. And she was just like, well, I didn't want you to see them. And somebody reached out to me in a flirty way. And I just thought, you know what? I think, I think it's over. I'm just going to like see this person. And I told her and we broke up and it was, you know, ugly, but I still thought, you know, I'm not mad about about what she did, and I didn't think I did anything wrong. I mean, yeah, I did a lot of things wrong, but you know, I was pretty upfront about what was happening, and I gave her, you know, lots of opportunities to like turn it around. But she was just really mad at me and blamed me for the breakup. And I don't know what story she would tell about why we broke up, but what matters is. She won't talk to me, and it's been four years, and we have kids, and she's more and more hostile each year, and there's no reason to be. I, I pay her child support, I take care of the kids, I take care of the kids better than I ever have, and there's no reason to keep up hostilities, and the kids don't like it. I mean, they just want us to get along, and it makes them really sad when we fight, which we still do. But it's weird, like, why would you want to keep things hostile? But she does. I mean, she probably wouldn't say that she does. She would say she wants boundaries, and she doesn't want to be my friend, she doesn't like me. But I like her. I mean, I love her. And I want to be her friend, and I don't need boundaries. And, you know, she would say, I think, that the show about the show is what (laughs) destroyed our relationship. Just like airing our personal problems in public was just a step too far. And she never really signed on for that. And I think she would also say that the problem with the healing now is anything she says or does can go in the show. And all she can really do is just block me out of her life completely to protect herself from public scrutiny, which she just doesn't want. And if I were to just stop talking about her in the show or in this podcast, maybe we could be friends. But my insistence that I speak the whole truth of my experience in my work means that we can't and that I'm making a big mistake and that I'm an idiot, and uh, maybe she's right.